Welcome back to the Charlotte Angel Connection, the Charlotte area podcast linking entrepreneurs, investors, and the broader Charlotte community. As you know, our goal here is to interview the individuals who are building, shaping, and influencing entrepreneurship in the Charlotte region so you can stay invested in Charlotte's growth. Today, we've got a great little podcast put together for you. We've got Gunner from Invest with Carl. Had the pleasure of working with Gunner and the team while he was in Charlotte, gosh, it seems like forever ago, in the QC FinTech Accelerator Program. So was drawn to invest with Carl as a startup because they're focused a little bit in my industry. So Gunner's been involved in the hedge fund community for a while and saw some of the opportunities that were present in those and wanted to figure out a way to bring it to to more investors. So some of the niche strategies that actually have ability to produce returns um, weren't always being launched out in the um, in the public marketplace. So he's worked for a while now to bring that vision to a reality. Um, they launched their um, their beta version back in November of 2020. We talked just after they'd started that launch and talked about the traction they had, where they were heading and what lo- what things looked like for them in 2020. Guys, it sure would have been nice to have talked to them about GameStop and shorting and, and that type of marketplace. I can tell you um, that they had zero exposure to kind of the debacle of companies that was going on. I, I did get an email from them shortly after that whole thing fell into place and, and let us know that they were <clears throat> through their due diligence process that they put together as companies come on or as hedge fund founders come on board. Um, they, you know, their due diligence kind of kept them away from stuff like that. So great company. Uh, you'll hear from him. He's got good insight. He knows where the business is going um, as most, if not all, of our founders do. And really interesting kind of concept as we dive into his startup, his career, the hedge fund space, and how they all came together into one spot. So certainly hope you enjoy another podcast uh, on the Charlotte Angel Connection. All right, welcome to the show today, Gunnar. Um, you know, it's been a while since you and I caught up. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's great to be here. So, um, as my listeners know, we typically start off with a softball question. Softball question is if you can just give us a, you know, a 60 second ish, uh, update on, on who you are. I think some of them probably recognize you from Queen City FinTech and the accelerator program you came through, uh, last year this time. Um, but you know, let us know a little bit who we're going to be talking to for the next 50 minutes. Right, right. Thank you for having me here. So, uh, yes, my name is Gunnar Cuevas. Uh, you know, I'm right now I'm CEO and co-founder of Carl. Uh, Carl is a hedge fund uh, platform. Uh, we, the goal is to democratize access to sophisticated uh, hedge fund investment strategies. About me, you know, I've been in the in in working in different aspects of the quant hedge fund industry for the past ten years. Uh, you know, prior to that, I was very involved in technology, where I was a, a founder of an internet company at a very young age. So I've been, uh, you know, always between technology and finance, uh, with a, you know, with a big passion for uh, developing new products. And that's, you know, that's where I am today, uh, trying to 
push a new product that we have developed and put a lot of hard work over the last uh, you know three years or so. So, um, so let's go into, um, I guess, Carl for a little bit, um, or your beginnings of Carl, right? So, and then we'll circle back around in a little while and we'll talk about kind of your previous life and, um, and that, that exit as well. But so you've been in the quant hedge fund space, you know, as you said, for around 10 years now, um, what, what kind of got you into that space? How'd you, how'd you get into it? Um, and what you, what you do out of the gate and how did that kind of progress? Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I got into it. It was, uh, kind of simple. Uh, I study uh, engineering. I got a bachelor in engineering. I got a master's in mathematics. Uh, I was very interested at the time to study under a guy called Vernon Smith. And, uh, you know, this guy was in, in DC, uh, who was a professor at George Mason. Uh, and so I wanted to study with him because I, I, I read about uh, his, um, his uh, research, uh, especially in, in game theory. And that caught my attention. Uh, he was only teaching at the master level. So that meant that I had to go to the engineering and then get into the master classes. Um, but, you know, once I finished the, 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 the master's degree, uh, basically there was two options. Uh, really, there was... Uh, either, um, you know, uh, defense contractors, uh, which were hiring, uh, and uh, finance. Um, those were the, in 2000, and I, I got out of the master's late 2008. So, you know, it was a very different, different uh, job market on those days uh, than uh, today. Uh, so uh, I came to I came to New York uh, where I started uh, writing algorithms for market making in high frequency, and that's how I got started in the industry. So started off writing, I mean, writing code, right? So yeah. smart guy, understand math, understand software from your previous start, um, and you start writing code for you know, a, a, I guess a quant shop at that point in time, right? Right, right. It was a, a, a prop trading uh, company, you know, uh, and we were basically in charge of uh, market making for certain, uh, you know, uh, mainly financial stocks, you know, like, you know, Bank of America, um, Citigroup and so on. Uh, and our desk was mainly what, what we did was try to optimize the time uh, that it took to uh, um, execute an order. So, you know, we were looking at how we could uh, execute orders, uh, given that, you know, most people probably don't know the, the, the infrastructure of the market. You know, when you buy, when you buy a stock, whether you do it today on Robinhood or you do it, uh, you know, on Charles Swap or TD Ameritrade or any of those, uh, there is a, you know, microstructure in the market where there is, you know, the, what some people come, call the, the plumbing of the actual market, right? Uh, there is many, many different venues, including what are you know very popular today, the you know the dark pools where one can execute uh, an order. So because of this, this because how the market's been, uh, you know, uh, basically the infrastructure of the market has been created. Uh, you have as a, as an execution, you have many options when you execute an order. Uh, and our goal was to find out how to execute that order, uh, sending it to the right venue at the, at the right moment. So how long were you there? How long did you do that for? 
Uh, so uh, there, uh, you know, I probably stayed uh, there for about two years or so. Uh, then uh, I started, uh, I went for, I went to do something very similar, but it was uh, more on the statistical arbitrage space uh, where, you know, we were looking at using the technology that we knew, uh, uh, you know, kind of worked uh, and using uh, a layer of mathematics and statistics and probability on top of it to try to find inefficiencies beyond just, uh, you know, the speed advantage. Uh, and that was a uh, very interesting, uh, you know, very challenging work. Uh, and uh, so that that was that was very good. That was a, a good. So I went mainly from let's say a strategy development to to more of a uh, looking more as you know how we can improve the PNL of the portfolio. So you're sharp guy. You'd already started a company, sold it. Um, you'd gone back to school, or you'd gone to school and gotten degrees. You understood things. Um, but because of the entrepreneurial bend, I would imagine the first week at the first job, you're already trying to learn. You're already trying to learn, right? You're trying to learn what it's about um, and where their opportunities sit. So what'd you learn in those first two positions that essentially what we're trying to do, right, is build the groundwork for where you are now with Carl. So right. what'd, you, what'd you learn in those, those positions that brought you forward to where you are now? I think, you know, for, for me in particular, uh, you know, being a very, uh, I want to think, you know, that I am a very independent thinker. Uh, I'm always trying to um, find out how to do things in a different way, you know, how to uh, innovate, even if it's small innovations. Uh, and those particular years when I started, um, I was able to be able to, you know, I was able to really think and try to innovate because there was no one set way. It wasn't like a workflow where, you know, I was a part of a line where I had to do one job and that's it. You know, the job was to continually try to improve what we were doing, you know, currently with the, with, with the, with the, with existing infrastructure that, that we had at the time. So I would say for any, any, any person or any, you know, aspiring entrepreneur, you know, working in, you know, in the finance industry in like, you know, the early stages when one is like an execution trader, you know, when one is a strategist or, you know, a developer, I think that the, the financial industry provides you with a, uh, an ability to really uh, think uh, on your own and really create uh, things that uh, maybe have not been uh, thought about before. And I think, you know, in that sense, uh, you know, it, it, fit, it fit really well with my personality because, you know, I'm always trying to, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm always trying to figure out how we can do things better, how we can improve certain things, how we can automate certain jobs and, you know, create greater efficiencies. Yeah. So, um, so you're, I mean, day one on the job, um, at the first place, you're already, you're already learning, you're figuring things out. Um, you move on to the next job that's starting to get a little bit more into strategy rather than just execution. Um, what, um, what do you, um, so you, how long are you there? Yeah. So I was there until about 2015, probably, uh, it, you know, uh, 
we we did a lot of interesting things. Uh, I got a lot more responsibility there, where you know I was you know not only just a strategist, but I was like our portfolio manager, where you know I was responsible, or we were responsible as part of the P and L of you know a subset of the you know the company. Uh, and you know there was uh, uh, the good thing is that you know um, we were doing a good job, so we got a lot more. Uh, flexibility to try different things and, uh, and that's when we started and um, like the first time I started looking into alternative data to build uh, investment algorithms and that was really an eye-opening for me in terms of what you know can be accomplished and what will be accomplished as more and more data becomes available you know um, when I started basically I was just looking at price data and how this price data was moving from one place to the other by 2015, we were looking at, you know, how do we use credit card data or, you know, uh, cell phone data to improve our investment algorithms. Maybe we're not trying to be the fastest in the market, but, you know, we know the speed part. We know how we can execute really well. How can we use this other data that we're collecting or that we can buy or that we can acquire or that we can even create to improve our investment algorithms, you know, and we started looking at this as, you know, we, I, I like to think about some of those things as a big matrix, right, where every where every input is a different data source and how these data sources are adding to your overall knowledge of uh, of the state of, of, you know, of, let's say, the market or the state of the particular stock or company you're looking at and how you can use that to you know, improve uh, the, the results of, of, of your investment process. So absolutely. So you wrap in um, and Wall Street's a great per place for people that like data, right? Because data just um, it's a never ending process of data of, of stuff that drives Wall Street. So it's a great, a great place for you to, you know, just continue to hone your skills. So from 2015, you started Carl in 2017, 2018, right? Yeah, Carl was started in 2018. So after you know working, uh, you know in uh, in in my previous roles, I I, I wanted to start something. Uh, during that time, I met Sai. Uh, you know Sai, uh, yeah. you know, my co-founder, business partner at Carl. He was CEO of a company that was actually providing location data services directly from the cell phone towers. Uh, at the time, you know, Airsage was a pioneer in space probably the first company that was providing the service. Um, and, you know, Sai, it's, you know, I think one of the things we have in common is that passion for, you know, creating products that use uh, technology, you know, that use, you know, advances in data science to, to kind of create some, some greater good. And I think one day the conversation was, you know, we were looking at different things uh, and the conversation was around the well gap. And we obviously, it's not difficult to see that if you can come up with a solution for the well gap, you know, it's, it's, it's a great solution for, you know, everybody, but, you know, it, you can potentially uh, make a lot of money, right? So we were trying to see how we can uh, have a company that not only helps the society as a whole, but can maybe address uh, some of the issues with, with the wealth gap. You know, we, we were looking at that and the more we read about it, 
you know, income, you know, has been basically stagnant since, you know, for the last 40 years. Uh, you know, interest rates, as you know, are so low that, you know, if you're saving, even if you save a lot, you know, you're not going to get ahead much more than inflation, right? So we think that, you know, uh, I think personally that um, alternative vehicles are at the heart of wealth creation. So in our case, based on our knowledge and where we come from, you know, we think that Obviously, you know, you should have more access to all types of alternatives and, you know, maybe one day, you know, it'll be a lot easier for everybody. In our particular case, uh, we want to help everybody or, you know, as, more, as many people as we can have access to uh, better, more sophisticated uh, hedge fund uh, investment strategies, especially quantitative uh, hedge fund investment strategies. So that's kind of how we started and that's how we basically created the idea of what Carl is and what Carl uh, attempts to be for, you know, for everybody. Okay. Um, so y'all, um, y'all have talked for a little while. You start, you started in 2017 and I mean, it's an interesting concept, right? So your concept with Carl is to allow, still has to be, um, um, accredited investors, but folks that wouldn't typically have access to very strong hedge fund options to access hedge fund, a broad diversity of hedge fund things within a portfolio, right? I and mean, you are bringing hedge funds to the mass accredited investor. Correct. Correct. You know, um, you know, most hedge funds that I know, uh, have, you know, a team of very smart people that are trying to solve very difficult problems. And I think that we could all benefit from having that type of managers, you know, uh, handling a little bit of our investments, you know, uh, a percentage of our investments. You know, the industry is changing and also it's changing because of uh, changes in, in regulation itself, right? If I'm not mistaken until, uh, you know, early 2017, uh, you know, hedge funds, private equity groups, uh, they were not allowed to do public solicitation. You know, this was a, a new guidance from the uh, SEC. So, you know, it's something that, you know, it's going to take some time for, for, you know, firms to really embrace the digital marketing space that, you know, others like robot advisors have embraced because they have always been able to do public solicitation, right? Uh, and I think that uh, those changes are going to help the industry as a whole. Um, you know, the industry for the since the industry started has depended a lot from institutional investors or mostly institutional investors. Uh, and you know, what we intend to be is to be a partner for our hedge funds. Uh, you know, help them diversify where their assets are coming from. As well as accelerate uh, as you know, assets uh, are fundraising. You know the assets that go into these funds. Uh, on the on the investor side, we want to give them access to you know strategies that you know are risk adjusted. You know a lot of these hedge funds and then the world. You know the actual definition of a hedge fund, right, is to help you manage you know or hedge against you know the other risks that you might have in your portfolio, right. 
So a lot of these strategies that we want to bring into, or we will be bringing on the platform, will have uh, an intrinsic risk, risk management already built into the strategy, right? Today, what we see is that, you know, advisors tend to talk about relative returns, right? Uh, you know, most people that have a big 401k or, you know, are invested in the market uh, tend to have, uh, you know, they might be diversified across number of ETFs or stocks, but in general, the risk is concentrated on whether the, the, the market goes up or, or, you know, or it goes down. Yeah, they're, so they're their beta is the the beta is the S and P five hundred, right? Right, right, exactly. So we we want to bring something that you know informs the the investor about you know what the risk is, uh, and and hopefully you know provides them an idea that you know they can do better in terms of risk, uh, you know, uh, and in terms of return by just diversifying across alternatives and you know other type of investments such as you know quant hedge funds. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a fan of alternative investments. It's one of the reasons I have the podcast is one of the reasons we've met and everything else. Um, to the, and so we're going to play devil's advocate for a little bit and we're going to circle back around. We're going to talk about the funds that are in your platform as well. Um, 2009, you know, Warren Buffett comes out and makes his public bet with somebody in the marketplace that says, I'm going to put my money in the Vanguard total market. You can put your money in a hedge fund and we're going to see who wins after 10 years, right? And it turns out that Warren Buffett won because the hedge funds, the other dude picked stinked or stunk or whatever it was. So um, hedge funds prior to that from like 2000 to 2008 had a lot of positive press, right? Everybody came out and talked about how hedge funds were important in the portfolio. And then Warren Buffett, you know, tried to blow a hole in that. Um, so how do you, you know, how do you see um, hedge funds from that perspective, right? Do you look at them from Warren Buffett's perspective, which I know you don't or else you wouldn't have a website or you look at it from the other the other perspective and, and how do you take that perspective into account um, as far as how and where they fit? Right. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, as a whole, it's, it's hard to, you know, you put all the, you know, all the hedge funds in one and then you're just going to get a, an average of what they've done. Also, so, you know, over the, the, the time period, it has been a very strong market, uh, right? Uh, but I think that, you know, the way we think about it and the way that everybody, I think, you know, should be thinking about this is that, you know, alternatives, uh, you know, should have a part of your portfolio because they provide you with that particular, uh, you know, diversification of the entire risk of your portfolio. Uh, so we think about, you know, a diversification play to, uh, you know, smooth your returns over a longer period of time and, and to control and have a better, a better understanding, right? So one of the things, you know, going back to 2008, right? People that were getting ready to retire, you know, you, you read this story, people that were getting to retire, you know, basically were looking at their 401ks and they had what, you know, 35, 50% less than when they started that year and they, yep. they couldn't retire, right? So, you know, I advocate to have something that would, you know, in, in, their, in their particular cases, you know, if they just had invested 10 to 20% into, you know, strategies that hedge that particular uh, type of portfolio, they probably would have done a lot better. 
Uh, and that's, I think, what, what we, you know, what we say now, you know, if, if you always want, you know, if you're talking about beating the S&P 500 all the time, that's obviously a very difficult thing to do. Uh, quant hedge fund strategies, you know, they're, they're very sophisticated constructs, right, with very specific uh, objectives. And that's why I think they're, they're useful because, you know, they're kind of like uh, puzzle pieces, right? So, you know, go ahead, have, you know, put, you know, all your money into, into uh, you know, S&P 500 ETF, right? But, you know, maybe you have a 10% on a Black Swan fund. Yeah, you know, most Black Swan funds will probably not make money for quite some time. But if you continue to rebalance that portfolio, the moment that you need that, you know, it will, it will be there for you, right? So I, I think it depends on what kind of portfolio, what kind of, uh, you know, financial objectives if that you have. Uh, and you can use these constructs that, have, that are very, you know, uh, specific, right? Some, as, as you know, some hedge funds uh, target a certain volatility range, right? So if you, you know, if, if you don't want to have much volatility in your portfolio, maybe you want to have some of those investments, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's the way I see it. I think it's like, you know, we are becoming more sophisticated, uh, you know, not, you know, everybody's becoming a little bit more financially savvy, uh, more sophisticated about the way they manage their investments. And we're trying to bring that and provide access and information. You know, something that uh, Sai always says, you know, one of his kids is uh, he's traveling around the world uh, and, you know, uh, because uh, he can. You know, he can go to a website, buy a ticket, you know, find a house, uh, find a job, and you know, and then three six months later, uh, move to a different place. And he's young, so that's how he decided he's going to do this part of his life. And he says, "Look, when I was his age, you know, Sai said that he couldn't, he he was not able to do it, and because." the information was just not there. You know, you couldn't just go into a website and buy a ticket and go to Airbnb and find a place to stay, you know, and, you know, go to a job post inside and find a job. It was just not there. And I think that, you know, for us in the hedge fund space is, 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 is similar, you know, in just in the quant hedge fund space, there is about 4,900 quant funds, right? And even people that work in the industry can probably name just, you know, the, the you know, 10 to 15 at tops, you know, that come to mind. Uh, so there is definitely a lot of other funds that, you know, that I think are worth uh, taking a look. So you're on that note. So, so you're building out Carl. Carl's democratizing, as you said, the hedge fund space for, you know, for individual investors and making it easier for people to access these different strategies. Um, currently, because you're in beta mode, right? You just launched beta mode in October. And so you've taken in funds um, and you've got two investments on your platform currently, right? That's correct. So you, as you've said, you've got a, you've already uh, identified it earlier in the conversation. You've got a black swan fund on the platform. And then what's your other platform or investment on the platform? Uh, the other one is a long only uh, momentum type of strategy. Okay. Uh, yeah. With a holding period of about five days. Okay. So those are the two. Uh, look, uh, talking about that, right? So 
we have a partnership with Aon. Uh, you know, Aon has a big practice in the space, right? Uh, you know, for for Aon, we're a very small client, but you know, they generally uh, they generally you know work directly with pension funds and you know firms that are going to allocate hundreds of millions of dollars into hedge funds. But uh, you know, we uh, have a process uh, that we use to look at hedge funds. So. Uh, with the help of Aon, Aon does all the operational due diligence. So basically, we want to make sure that this fund, before we bring it on the platform, they're you know, they're you know, operationally uh, you know, great. Uh, on our hand, we do uh, due diligence on the technology. We want to really understand and know that there is some technology there that is different and there is unique. And then we want to look at the funds from a portfolio fit. Do they fit the portfolio that we have? Do they fit the return stream that we're trying to create? Uh, and do they fit the kind of risk scenarios that, that, that we're playing out? Uh, so we're not a listing service, right? So we, we don't list just any fund. Uh, we have talked to about 400 firms uh, across the globe. We have done due diligence on about 62 and we have uh, narrowed it down to about uh, nine firms that we will be bringing onto the, onto the platform. Uh, we obviously have a pipeline, a uh, very healthy pipeline of, of hedge fund firms uh, that, you know, that we're talking to that want to participate. Uh, but you know, our goal is to not only you know, bring you access to this, but we are doing our own research and try to like, you know, bring you those that based on our due diligence should, uh, you know, be part of your portfolio if you if you decide that, that that they make sense for you. So two funds on the platform nine now nine that are kind of um, identified, so to speak, to expand upon. Um, I mean, does it do you? So you're not trying to be the um, the retail brokerage of all the hedge funds in the world, right? I mean, you're going to curate the content quote unquote content down to a manageable level for individual investors to, to select out of. So it's not, I don't want to say polluted, polluted is the wrong word. Uh, sometimes for most folks, too much data is just too much. So how many funds do you think you'll end up with in five years on the platform? Right, right. So that's, uh, you know, it, I think the way we think about it is the complexity, right? How much complexity, uh, you know, in, it, it's, it's, it's enough. Uh, how many different types of strategies can you have? Uh, we believe that is, uh, the number is going to be anywhere between 20 and 30 uh, type of funds. Uh, you know, uh, some people have, you know, when we had conversations based on, on our, uh, you know, the diligence process uh, is that, you know, we are trying to put together a portfolio of hedge funds that, you know, can have a real uh, impact on, on, on your portfolio, right? Uh, you know, we strive and we look at, you know, Renaissance technologies as like, you know, the gold standard in the quant space, right? I mean, if Renaissance, we, you know, obviously they have a lot of very smart people and today they have, you know, a lot of money, uh, but they didn't start that way, right? Um, and Renaissance, you know, has done what, 79%, I think, over the last 40 years on an annualized basis of uh, return. So, you know, if you tell me that, you know, that there has to be, even, even if we are, you know, a tenth 
of good as Renaissance, you know, we should be able to do a temperate or 7.9 annualized, right? So uh, our idea is that uh, we can find managers that are are good, that uh, are will will like to participate and would like to uh, be part of what we're building, uh, you know, and provide people with uh, with the uh, you know. As, as we as we say, right, a, a better risk adjusted return. Uh, and some people I talk to, they say, oh, this sounds like, uh, you know, money ball for quant funds. And, you know, to a certain degree is, you know, we're putting together a platform of, you know, of what we're doing a lot of work, you know, we're spending a lot of time uh, doing our research and trying to bring those funds that, uh, that you know, hopefully will we'll provide you with that extra, uh, you know, return and, you know, degrees your risk overall on your portfolio for a price that otherwise you wouldn't be able to, to, to have, right? Because as you know, right, the, the right way to do it is, you know, you built a portfolio, right? It's the same with stocks, it's the same with bonds or any other asset. You know, the, the right way to do it will be to, to build up a portfolio. So, you know, with us for a low minimum, you can build a portfolio of, of hedge fund investment strategies with, you know, which otherwise, you know, you would need, you know, several millions of dollars to be able to accomplish the same. So, um, so let's go to that for a second. Um, minimum, when you get up and running outside of beta, right? Where do you think you'll come in as your minimum um, by the time it's all said and done? Well, our minimum is, uh, is 20,000. So twenty thousand to access the platform, uh, as uh, you know, and you, we have created the tools, and you build your own portfolio, uh, and we provide you with all the data, all the information. Uh, we try to be as transparent as possible. Uh, something that I think it's uh, anybody who has invested in hedge funds before, and hopefully they'll find very valuable. Uh, you know, today, you know, digital skin, uh, you know, millennials, uh, you know, younger generations, they expect everything, you know, on demand, you know, always on. And with hedge funds, it doesn't work like that, right? So you know that you invest in a hedge fund, you get a capital statement 30, 45 days, maybe at the end of the quarter, you know, knowing how your, your, your portfolio is doing. Uh, with our platform, we, you know, we have built integrations to custodian banks, prime brokers, uh, you know, all the service providers. Uh, so we report the, you know, what is called the net asset value of the, of the portfolio, basically in real time. So you can open the app at any time you want to, and you know, okay, my, my portfolio of, you know, of uh, hedge fund investment strategies is doing this today, right now, right? So... I think that we're bringing a lot of value uh, to the space. Uh, you open the app, you can do, uh, you know, you can do what we call a backtest, so a hypothetical, uh, uh, hypothetical performance of how your money would have performed given your different choices of uh, hedge fund strategies. So you say, okay, well, over the last, over the last two years, five years, if I had invested in these two or three different funds. In this way, how would I have done so far, right? Uh, and then you know, you, we provide you all the statistics, so you know, okay, well, this is increasing my my return, or this is you know, in, uh, decreasing the volatility. So uh, the idea is to help you, uh, you know, have a 
greater peace of mind about your overall investments. Yeah. So, um, and the app's really slick. So I can testify to that. I have seen it, um, played with it for, um, a little bit. Um, I come in with a $20,000 minimum investment and let's say in 18 months, you've got, uh, 18 different funds on the platform at that point in time. Um, can I put a thousand dollars into each one or is there, what's the minimum going to be, or how's that going to function? Uh, the minimum, uh, so the minimum, it will be a 10% of your overall, uh, account value. Okay. So if you come with 20,000, the minimum you can put in any one fund will be 2000 in that case. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really helping them. I mean, cause to your point, I mean, to, to diversify across, you know, 10 different hedge funds of the nature that you're talking about. I mean, you're probably most of these hedge funds minimums are you're, I would assume close to bare minimum 500,000, if not in some cases more than that. So to do that across 10 platform to across 10 different funds, I mean, you, you are correct. I mean, you're coming in at two to $5 million. And as you pointed out, that should probably only be a position of your portfolio, not the entire thing. So, you know, for somebody to have done it responsibly prior to your app, you're talking minimum 15 to $20 million net worth, uh, just to do something that you're given the ability for somebody to do with a $20,000 allocation. I mean, it's, um, it's a game changer, right? Right, right. We think that, uh, that it's, uh, it's definitely disrupting the industry. Uh, we're solving a problem, uh, that, you know, that to, that for most people, uh, and, you know, we're basically providing access. So, uh, we, we believe is it's going to be a game changer and a disruptor. Yes. And then you'll have, so it's not all black swan stuff, right? I mean, I would imagine the, the momentum guy with an average holding time of five days. That's fantastic. Right. Um, I, I love that. Uh, I would imagine, you know, somebody like him, I mean, he, he's gunning for the S and P every day of the week, right. Uh, where the black swans really trying to hedge out that exposure. So you've got different, you've got different strategies in the platform that can, um, uh, it can do well to round out your portfolio. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that, uh, I think that's uh, the beautiful, the beautiful thing here, right? That, you know, these strategies are very specific about what they do, very specific about how, you know, about the risk management, very specific about their holding periods, you know, very specific about the instruments that they trade, you know, so uh, we will be launching uh, very soon, uh, probably around uh, uh, February uh, of next year, right, Q1, uh, two more strategies. One, it's uh, what it's called, uh, we'll call it Kilimanjaro. This strategy is very interesting. It, it trades uh, natural resources only. So, you know, it trades, you know, heating oil, soybeans, uh, and, and, and those particular things. And it's, it's very interesting. They, these are some very smart guys. Uh, you know, um, one is a PhD in physics, others a PhD in mathematics. And what basically they, the way they look at their philosophy is that they, think that the market tends to be random uh, most of the time, you know, especially when you drill down to small movements. Uh, and, you know, they have built uh, an infrastructure and a, you know, a system basically to monitor the market and, and basically find times where the market is not random. And those moments when, when they find that the randomness has disappeared is when they enter the market. So, you know, they might be sitting in cash for, you know, a week, two weeks, and then enter the market for, you know, two hours. 
uh, and you know their 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 goal is to find those those moments when when you know when their pricing systems tell them that the market is randomness is much less and try to take advantage of, of, of that uh, intelligence that they have built. So uh, we will be launching another one, which is a, a long short equity strategy. Uh, this is a machine learning based uh, system uh, that trades mainly S&P 500 stocks. And, you know, it's basically trying to trade within a certain volatility range uh, and using machine learning to basically analyze sentiment data. That, uh, that's a very interesting strategy too. So we, yes, you know, we're trying to bring strategies that are very specific on what they do and very you know, differentiated from, let's say the, you know, the ETFs that you might be holding already. Yeah. Um, talk to me um, about the, so we just went through the, one of the benefits to the investors, right? Small sum, get some exposure to things would take large sums to do normally. What's the benefit to the funds on the platform, right? What, why is, why are two super smart dudes, a PhD in physics and mathematics um, coming to you and taking $20,000 investments from these investors? And I realize you'll grow with scale, but right. um, what's the, what's the benefit there? Well, you know, initially started because we wanted to help, uh, you know, accelerate uh, capital creation. And we thought that this could be something that funds would uh, enjoy if we, if we do it well at scale, like you, like you said, right? But over the, the couple of years that we've been doing this and talking to more and more funds, uh, there's been a lot of different reasons why they want to work with us. Uh, so one, obviously, is there is kind of what we call a little bit of a operational arbitrage right so funds that are that are semi-new or you know they have you know under five years of, of operation in the market and that they're doing really well uh you know they are trying to get uh the uh, the big allocators but the big allocators have very strict rules in place that sometimes does not allow to invest in them Right. So we want to get into these managers before, you know, the big allocators get it. So they're they're interested in, you know, any sort of, uh, of uh, capital allocation. There is the managers that uh, are looking to diversify their uh, sources of capital. So they have very big allocators, you know, uh, and they, they might have 10 or 15 big allocators, you know, each one with you know, anywhere from 20 to 50 million dollars. Now, the problem is that if one of them rebalances the portfolio or leaves the fund, then it creates, uh, you know, it creates uh, changes in the portfolio and a lot of the UM might, might leave, not a lot, but, you know, a, a decent amount, which, you know, they want to diversify against, you know, the only game in town, which is, you know, big allocators, you know, institutional investors. So they think that with us and our model, they'll be able to access a different type of investor uh, and a different type of, you know, asset, I mean, different type of asset, right? That the investors will not react the same way that, uh, you know, an institutional investor will react. Uh, and because it's many investors, right? Uh, with the smaller checks, you know, if a few of them leave, it's not a huge, uh, uh, you know, uh, issue for, for the entire portfolio. Uh, we have seen also managers that are very interested in what we do, managers that are especially outside the U.S. Uh, that, uh, you know, they want to access the U.S. market. And these guys have been doing something good and they are 
trying to get to the US market and they see us as a way to offer what, what they do without having to first come to the US, you know, set, you know, kind of put boots on the ground, you know, and go through the whole regulatory process and, and do all of that. Uh, so, you know, other managers uh, are coming are coming to us, uh, you know, because they have uh, strategies that are capacity constrained, right? So we're working with a couple of managers that have strategies that cannot go past uh, 400 million. One is 400, the other is about 500 million, right? But they're excellent strategies. I mean, you know, they're these guys are making, you know, in, in an annualized basis very, very well in a, you know, risk is, 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 is controlled. But, you know, they, because of the capacity constraint, and I know 500 million might sound like a lot, but when you have a, a fund that, you know, can grow past certain or strategies that can grow past certain amounts, it's hard for these managers to really access uh, certain types of, of, of pools of capital. So we basically have, you know, at, at the beginning, uh, we started with our own network of, uh, of uh, you know, managers. And now it has grown we, to a point that, you know, we get a lot of uh, requests and, you know, for us, you know, we, we, we stick to the, to the idea that we're going to do the due diligence. We're going to look into the strategies. You know, our due diligence process takes about uh, three to four months from the time we engage one firm and we, we get to the point whether we're going to uh, go ahead and, and put it on, on the platform or not. So, you know, we want to be a partner for, for the funds, uh, you know, and provide them with, uh, you know, for them, it's also accessing an investor type that they're not marketing to, right? So most of these managers are putting all their marketing dollars to reach uh, institutional investors. They're not marketing to these investors at all, but they see a huge, uh, you know, a huge uh, opportunity. You know, I read the other day that nowadays is what 35% of all, in, all market investors are uh, individuals. So, it, you know, self-directed investors is a very growing part of the investor type. Uh, and they see that as, as, you know, where the future assets might be coming from as well. So talk to me for a second about money in, money out, right? So, um I've got, um, we'll play hypothetical for a second. I got a hundred thousand dollars. I want to throw it into the um, platform. Um, how, um, how easy is it for me to get money in the door? Uh, so, you know, we, we are trying to make it as easy and reduce a lot of the friction to invest. Uh, you know, we are a hundred percent digital end to end platform. So, you go there, we have built our own data analytics. Uh, you, you know, we can do the KYC AML. Uh, so you, you know, set up your account. You have to verify, you know, you have to link a bank account. You know, once you link your bank account, you use our ACH gateway to fund it. Uh, and then you, you're, you're good to go. So you can become a hedge fund investor in, you know, within five minutes. Uh, all new investments get invested at the first of the month. This is by, you know, our regulatory, uh, you know, or the rules that uh, we have in place for our, our, our hedge fund investments. Uh, so any money that you want to invest, for example, uh, if you wanted to invest by January 1st, you know, you have to create an account now and, you know, have it ready by, by then. 
we have okay. a 15 day notice. So in this case, you would have to have your account set up and ready by uh, December 15th, or you know, we're in December right now. So it would have to be December 15th uh, and that's it. Money out, it's a similar process. Uh, you know, you basically tell us that you wanna take your money out, you, you know, with the app and you know your money will be will appear back on your bank account so everything can be handled directly on the mobile application is uh, it the same is it the same out process right i'll let you know by the 15th of let's say i'm in it for i'm in it for six months um right june 30th i want my money out um so if i decide on june 15th i'll let you know and then i get it back on july 1st is that is it kind of the same structure or is it a little it, bit quicker it, no, it is the same structure. Yeah. Uh, we need 15 day notice before the, the month or the first of the month when you want to either invest or, or take your, uh, your money out. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, 15 day liquidity in a hedge fund structure like this is, I want to say it's unheard of, but, um, I mean, again, you're, you're offering something that isn't very, isn't accessible. Right. Right, you know, most, uh, yeah, exactly. Talking about uh, uh, lockup periods, right? We, we, uh, and that's one of the nice things, uh, I, I guess, of uh, working with one funds. Uh, they generally trade very liquid uh, instruments, and therefore we can offer this type of liquidity. But yeah, yeah so we don't have a lockup period, so you can start and stop pretty much, uh, you know, whenever you want, uh, you know, uh, and within 15 days, like you say, you, you can have. All your money back so one more question about the um the the, the investment component of it and then we're going to switch over to the technology component and just talk talk for that for about 10 minutes because that's that's part of the startup right is um it's just the technology aspect of it um so if i uh, will go into my my same hypothetical well um i threw a hundred thousand dollars in i put it into five different funds um, those five different funds each have their own K1. Do they come to me separately or do they come to me consolidated through y'all? How do I get my tax notices? I guess my question, right? Right, right, right. Uh, so, I mean, there is a, you will get one for each one of your investments, right? Okay. But y'all uh, will coordinate that or will it come directly from the fund? It will come, it will be on the app so you can get it directly there. Okay, uh, perfect. You know, our tax, uh, you know, uh, the, the tax company that is doing the K-1s, they will email you that directly as well. So, and you, besides getting statements and information from us on basically, you know, a daily basis, uh, we have a third party administrator, right? So that is basically there to protect the, the investor and to, you know, make sure that your investment is invested as, 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 you, as you want it. And they provide a monthly uh, statement as well. Okay. So, you know, so that gives you a, another layer of, you know, protection. Once a year, you will get an audit. Uh, KPMG is, an audit, is, is our auditor, and they will audit each one of the funds that we have on the platform and provide you with uh, the audit, you know, results or, you know, the audit uh, report. That's essentially making sure that the money is actually there, right? You're not, you're not floating a Bernie Madoff on the platform. Right, right. Well, the third party admin is, is mainly for that. Uh, the okay. audit is, is more to like uh, corroborate the, the, the returns. Uh, oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. 
Okay. So, um, cool. So, um, so again, I mean, that's the funny thing about these interviews is they go so dang fast. Um, so, um, you're a financial technology company, right? And we spent a vast majority of our time, time talking about the, the investment strategy and, and just because that's what interests me so much. Um, and I think it's such a cool thing that you're offering. Um, but the other side of it is technology, right? So, um, you started this, the concept kind of started in 2017. Here we are, December, 2020, uh, you had technology startup experience previously. What's it been like with this, right? Have, Cause this is an app base where your previous one, one, I think was more of a website. Um, what's the tech, how's that gone? Um, yeah. so it's, it's been a process, you know, and I think like everything that uh, took a little longer than we expected, I think, you know, I went to this FinTech conference in early 2018 and I heard this guy saying that to launch in a new FinTech app or a new FinTech service, it's, it takes about three years. He was talking about statistics and I was thinking about, it. I was like, now we're going to have this is like, in, you know, in 12 months, uh, and honestly, you know, from the regulatory aspect, you know, it's a, it, it, the, 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 the financial industry is very heavily regulated. So, you know, we have to make sure that all our regulatory things are in place. That's, that took some time. Number two, the technology side, you know, uh, it's, you know, a lot of the things thankfully were already in place. So like, for example, the linking of the bank account, we use existing uh, integrations with Plat and, you know, and Duola to make that happen for the connectivity to the to the prime brokers and custodians that we you know we had to build from from scratch so that you know took some time then when you go into the app the main services the portfolio backtesting the hypothetical results and all of that you know to get that to you know under a millisecond that was uh, uh, quite the process uh, we, I couldn't find a developer that could do that in a way, like the first iteration of the app for that particular piece, it would take two minutes. And I was like, no one is going to invest if they have to stay for two minutes looking how the portfolio would, would, would have performed, right? Yeah. That's impossible. So, you know, technology wise, you know, the, there was a lot of pieces there. Uh, there was a lot of skills that we had to search for and, 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 and you know, and, until we found them, we, we were able to really uh, create a, a better product. And, you know, it's, it's growing. Uh, Technology-wise, our engineering team is growing. Uh, there is a lot of things on the, on the backlog. There is a lot of things that we're creating that we're trying to do. We're trying to improve. Uh, and it's just, you know, because... I see, we see this as a, as a product led uh, effort, right? So, you know, we want to make sure that the product is solid. Uh, so technology, I, I'm happy because I think we are doing a lot of very interesting things. Uh, and it's, uh, it's an interesting process uh, that I'm discovering. And, uh, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's easy, but uh, it's rewarding, yes. <laughs> Uh, rewarding means hard work, right? Right. right um, yeah. so what are you using your beta? So you're in a beta platform mode right now. Right. Um, you launched out to, what'd you do? You launched out to hundred investors. Is that what it was? Right. Give right. Me. So we, we launch, uh, the, the beta and we send this to, uh, our wait list. So we had a website where we basically had, you know, uh, we, we still have that, uh, but you know, to sign up 
to be an early adopter, basically, right? Yeah. A guinea pig. Uh, a guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a different way. A guinea pig, right? And uh, so we concentrated on that. That list grew to like almost 2,000 in, in a year. So that gave us some idea that, you know, there was there are about 2,000 people that are at least interested in quant hedge funds, you know. And, uh, you know, besides all our market research. So we concentrated initially on, on, on them. Uh, we released to the first 100 and then we released it to, uh, you know, uh, the, kind of the rest of the list by, you know, by last month. Uh, and, you know, the reception has been good, uh, you know, user wise, uh, there's been uh, a growth of uh, probably a little bit over 100% month over month, but, you know, we, we've only been in business for two months, so it's a little early to say if that's going to continue, but it's, it's, it's good. Uh, and, you know, assets invested by these users, it's about the same, it's about 100% growth uh, of month over month and, and okay. you know we're at, in the middle of december and we're looking at about uh about the same for this month so uh so far so good yeah. uh yeah so what are you using your beta for right how long will you stay in it what's this um what's this exploratory stage doing for y'all in the business Right, right. So the, the exploratory uh, phase is uh, allowing us to really understand uh, how people use the app, how people use the services. Uh, and what we're doing is collecting the data, uh, you know, every single click and every single swipe to understand the, 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 the users. Uh, with that in mind, we, and I think, you know, even though we have, you know, not that many users, we have been able to really get a better understanding of what things need to be changed. So, uh, you know, you have the app today, if you, you know, I don't know, by the time this podcast is released, the app will probably look very, very different uh, because we are understanding how to improve the process. So to make it easier, to make it faster. Uh, and to reduce the friction when you're like doing things with that, right? So uh, that that has been, you know, and that was always the goal of, of this process. So, you know, we can make sure that it's ready for, you know, what we call ready for the market. Yeah. So, um, so we're wrapping up on time. Um, it's an app. Is it, is it also available on the general web? I mean, can so rather than doing a, a app, can I go log in online and do the same thing, invest the money and everything else? Or is it only app friendly? It's, it's up for now. Uh, we will have an Android version coming soon. Once we, you know, figure out all these things that we're doing now, uh, Android version will probably be up in, uh, late January. Uh, then we will launch what is called an IRS. So we'll give you uh, the, the, the access to this and the opportunity to invest with your, your existing IRA, gotcha. right? And the third thing is that in Q2, we will be releasing a web version, uh, both for you know, our existing, let's say target market, which is self-directed investors. And we will be releasing this as a B2B2C play, which is, uh, we have some conversations ongoing with well managers and financial advisors. The idea is that you know a lot of these financial advisors and well managers have clients that could benefit from accessing this type of uh, you know investment strategies. So we will be releasing that in around Q2. Financial advisors can 
build portfolios for their clients that they think are the best for their clients, and then allocate their clients' capital into into those. And we're stream, you know, we're streamlining all the way on how that workflow uh, uh, happens, right? So it's a few clicks, and you know, managers can be more efficient about uh, you know portfolio construction. Uh, uh, as well as you know, achieve whatever goals they have in mind for their clients. That's awesome. Well, yeah. man, you come up. Um, I, mean, I remember meeting you in August of 2019, right? So seeing you present at the first uh, the first pitch pitch event for for QC FinTech, and I mean, gosh knows we didn't even talk about the experience that you gained and everything from that. We've done a lot of that with past folks, but um, you know, glad you came through the program. Glad to see you getting this thing up off the ground glad to have it on my phone thankfully i'm an apple user not an android user um and the the releases that you have forthcoming are really exciting man i'm excited about watching you know um watching it from afar and watching it from my own phone too so um congratulations on everything to date and um thanks for carving out you know an hour of your day to just kind of sit down and shoot the breeze with us it's really cool to see what it um what it is and what i'm pretty sure it's going to become so i'm excited for you thank you man thank you thank you for having me and you know we can always uh figure out another time to uh, uh because i think i would like to cover a lot more on you know what north carolina has done for us uh you know and i think it was a great experience for us i hope to you know sometime maybe we can do this this life yeah no i agree so we'll do um uh, we'll do it when it's warmer outside. We'll be outside next time. Outside, we'll do it face to face outside in North Carolina when it's not it's not twenty degrees outside. I like that. All right. <laughs> All right, All man. Right. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. Buddy. Have a good day. on this program and not necessarily reflect those of Portis Wealth Advisors. The topics discussed and the opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Portis Wealth Advisors does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Investments described herein may be speculative and may involve a substantial risk of loss. Interest may be offered only to persons who qualified as accredited investors under applicable state and federal regulation or an eligible employee of the management company. There generally is no public market for the interest. Prospective investors should particularly note that many factors affect performance, including changes in the market conditions and interest rates and other economic, political, or financial developments. Past performance is not and should not be construed as indicative of future results.